My favorite emoji is the partying face emoji. Got the hat and the party blower and there's confetti everywhere. Do you get to use it often though? Like, do, how many celebrations are you going through on a daily basis? <laughs> Maybe I overuse the party face. <laughs> Definitely the new one, the hands are over the eyes like you're hiding. <laughs> just a smiley face. Just when you send a message you want to send it so that people don't think you're being pissed off at them. Like So it's just a smiley face to say, I'm happy, it's okay. I just recently found these sparkles, colored sparkles, and I like it a lot. Just the smiley face that's just a smiley face, that's like a bad sign. That's kind of it, like... I'm I'm making a a comment by using that one. Hello and welcome to Inside Intercom. I'm Liam Garrity. Today, as you might have guessed, we are talking about emojis, those cute little pictograms that have become an essential part of the way we communicate. Already today, I have been sent a smiling face with smiling eyes, thinking face, thumbs up, and even a party popper. They're just part of the way we message, not just in our personal lives, but also in business with coworkers, employees, and customers. So today, we're looking at emojis' use in business messaging. Later, we'll hear from writing coach Leslie O'Flahaven on how best to use emojis when speaking to customers. Just as a business writing teacher, I want people to have the widest tool set, the widest repertoire for communication. And it would be snotty and elitist to think that these don't belong in business communication. We'll also be chatting with Tomoko Yokoi about using emojis to connect with your team. Many of the leaders would use that applause emoji in contexts where they needed to show appreciation and respect for each other. But first, to get a sense of the evolution of emojis, I wanted to talk to Keith Brony. Keith is the editor-in-chief of Emojipedia.org. I know what you're thinking. How on earth do you get a job like that? Oh, this is a long and very amusing story. <laughs> so back in 2015, 2016, I was actually studying in London, doing a master's degree in business psychology. And part of that program involved a dissertation. I ended up running an experiment-based dissertation where I was assessing how emojis could change people's interpretations of branded messages, would you believe? And then several months later, after I graduated, a translation company in the UK were looking for a emoji translation consultant. I was appointed as the emoji translator and the media at the time was uh, very interested in this. I ended up on a, a couple of different radio programs and television programs, uh, one of which led me to become a meme briefly. Oh, really? Which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. It was, this was back in 2017. And it was a case of like, you know, in 2017, we all expected flying cars. And today, <laughs> here we are in 2017. And Keith Brony is the emoji translator. <laughs> so, Keith, where did emojis come from? They kind of remind me of Egyptian hieroglyphs. It's kind of a contentious question what the first emoji design was or what were the first emojis. People do often go back and, and cite hieroglyphs, even though technically hieroglyphs were phonetic and, of course, emojis are not. But, you know, people talk about, for example, then the smiley face created by Harvey Ball. What we say at Emojipedia is the very first 
emojis were born out of Japan in the mid 1990s because that's when the technical incarnation of emojis were born. Not the design per se, but this little glyph that you were able to send to a friend or family member or whoever on a digital platform that represented, you know, a little pictograph and of course had a, a concept conveyed in that way. The very first quote-unquote emoji was a heart that people could send on a particular type of Docomo pager in Japan in the mid-90s. It was such a popular feature that other mobile devices started adding their own emoji characters. And when we were approaching the end of the 2010s, tech giants like Apple and Google realized that because they're looking to kind of globalize their digital products, the iPhone and of course Gmail, they realized to really make an impression in Japan, they needed to support emoji characters. And they decided that the best way to go about doing this was to actually propose that an organization they were both part of for many years already, the Unicode Consortium, encode emoji into their Unicode standard documentation. And the Unicode standard is actually responsible for not just emojis, but all of our digital texts, all of our Latin characters, all of our Arabic numbers, all the Cyrillic alphabet, all of the various Japanese kanji, etc. These are all given specific code points in the Unicode standard. And provided that a digital device adheres to that standard, it should be able to represent all of the digital text that's contained within the standard. Despite the popularity of emojis, Keith says businesses waited and watched to see if these little smiley faces really would become a new communication tool before stepping into the uncertain waters of emoji communication. But by the time Oxford Dictionaries named the face with tears of joy emoji its 2015 word of the year, it was now clear they were here to stay. It was around 2014, 2015, 2016, we began to really see businesses begin to experiment with emoji in their messaging. And of course, it begins with social posting, but today it takes so many different forms. This is, you know, how brands are kind of tapping into emojis by and large. It's to act as a visual hook to kind of differentiate their message from all the other things that may be being posted on that platform. And of course, that ties into, you know, back and forth kind of messaging platforms as well, where people are using emojis to clarify emotional intent or indicate that people are being listened to and create a sense of rapport by and large. That's something Intercom found to be true in our report on emoji trends in business messaging. Karen Church, VP of Research and Data Science, is one of the authors of the report. Hey, Karen. Hey, Liam. So for this report, you looked at millions of conversations between software companies and their customers, right? Yeah, I think we analyzed a sample of about 2 million anonymized conversations between our customers, so businesses, and their end users, so their consumers or their customers. So for the report, you looked at emoji trends from 2015 to 2016. And what were the number one most frequently used emoji for those two years? So in 2015, it was the party popper emoji. And in 2016, it was the grinning face emoji. So I know it's easy to dismiss emoji as just being fun and games, but you found they can actually be valuable and highly effective for businesses trying to engage customers. We did indeed. So we compared reply rates of business messages with and without emoji. And we found that those with an emoji were four times more likely to elicit a response from a consumer. That's quite high. It, it is indeed. I think to me, it reflects that the fact that emoji simply help us express ourselves a bit more. They help elicit voice and tone. They help convey a bit of a personality. They add richness to online conversations. And I think businesses are catching on that that's really a great way to engage with their customers. So what was the key takeaway from the report? 
The key takeaway was that businesses that allow themselves to express their emotions as they do in real life will build better relationships with their customers. Their richest, most personal form of communication remains face to face. It's always easier to communicate, sell or resolve things in person. But if we extract this to a business communication context, businesses who appropriately adapt emoji use will succeed. Emoji isn't a fad. It's a real way of adding expression and personality. Do you have any particular emoji that you overuse or your favorite? I have plenty, Liam. Um, I'm a, an <laughs> avid uh, party popper emoji person, a lot of smiley faces, um, a, lot of, a lot of hard eyes. Yes, I think I probably overuse emoji, to be quite honest. So Right. You're, you're keeping the flag flying for the 2015's party popper. I am indeed. <laughs> <laughs> So what are the do's and don'ts when it comes to using emojis in business messaging? To answer that is Leslie O'Flahaven, who runs eWrite, a business which Leslie says has the practical and noble task of helping people write well at work. Leslie saw firsthand the reluctance from businesses to get on board with emojis when she would ask clients if they use them in Slack or Teams or in newsletters or marketing emails. People were aghast that I could even <laughs> ask such a thing, you know, falling on their fainting couches, that of course we don't use them at work. Of course. <laughs> this, this was a very strict distinction that emoji were fine in personal communication. They were absolutely inappropriate in business communication. And that has fallen away utterly. Leslie says the first thing to remember when using emojis, context matters. All businesses should manage the way they do it. And all business writers should be using emoji on purpose to supplement what they've written in words. The emoji should still be treated as a decoration, as a gesture, as an intensification of what you've written. Because in personal use, because you know the reader better, you can use emoji and assume some shared knowledge of either what you meant by the emoji or what the emoji itself means. For example, the hand clapping emoji, believe it or not, you know, some people use that sincerely and sometimes they use it sarcastically. If you're writing to your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, they'll know how you meant it. Most of the time they'll know. In workplace writing, the reader doesn't know you well enough to know whether you're meaning that hand clapping emoji sarcastically or sincerely. So you'd have to say, we congratulate our Lisbon team on the 12% increase in quarterly sales, hand clapping emoji. And because you wrote, we congratulate, the emoji just intensifies the reaction. It happened this week to me where on Slack, I had just as my kind of header that I was editing the podcast. So I put up a little emoji of a scissors. And <laughs> one of my colleagues was telling me they had seen the scissors and they had thought that I was actually communicating that I'd gone for a haircut. <laughs> now, it, it wasn't like, you know, a big misunderstanding or anything. You know, it didn't affect anything, but it, it just goes to show you, you know. <laughs> I love people. <laughs> To make the most of messaging, businesses need to reflect a wider range of emotion, gestures, and thought. 
When talking to a customer online, businesses might not feel comfortable using a smiley face emoji, yet when in the same context in real life, they would of course smile. This is changing, not only with emojis usage increasing, but with businesses using more and more unique emojis, representing a range of human emotion. Isn't it exciting and fascinating to see how communication has changed? So let's say you had suffered some kind of a disappointing loss. Let's say a tree fell on your garden shed and it was going to be expensive to repair it. And someone used a sad face emoji in 2015. You might have been like, please, you know, take the time to keyboard me and I'm sorry to hear that. And now you don't feel that way anymore, which to me shows that our communication needed emoji, needed it. You know, it's a quick change from not using them to using them with rather, I don't know, strict assumptions about when they're socially appropriate to kind of using them freely. So, you know, we need them. You are a masterful communicator. I can hear the smile in your voice, but so many, when we talk, but so many people are not particularly good at conveying the feeling through Zoom and Slack and the numerous, burdensome, numerous channels we have to communicate. And so it's no wonder we need some symbols to help us convey the feelings. Another less talked about area for emoji usage is internally. Tamoko Yokoi is a researcher and advisor in digital transformations at the IMD Business School in Switzerland and has been looking at emojis usage in the workplace. Yeah, that's right. What I found, especially actually during the COVID-19 pandemic, is that there are a lot more people using emojis in their business communications. So that sort of sparked my attention into the use of emojis. But I think what's happened, especially with the rise of hybrid and remote work, is that before, in the workplace, we have a tendency to rely on physical cues, such as facial expressions and body language. But when we go into a more hybrid or remote workplace, those physical cues that we rely on to to understand the intent of what a person's saying or to accentuate how we might want to emphasize with hand gestures is just really no longer available. So in that respect, what I found in my research that I've done on emojis in the workplace is that people are using emojis to emphasize what they like to do you know, using these new, what we call digital cues in the digital workplace. Tomoko also researches leadership, which led her to ask how to use emojis to connect with your team. And we were really interested in how people could use emojis, not just for communications, but to enhance you know, the feeling of teams and how do you lead people within hybrid and remote workplaces. And so we found a couple of different ways about how emojis are being used to you know, better develop that team feeling, how you can lead your teams in a hybrid and remote workplace. We thought one example, which was really good, is how leaders were using emojis to just get a better feel of how their teams were feeling. So for example, we spoke to somebody at Danske Bank, which is a Danish bank. What we really liked about their example was when they do these remote management meetings, which have about 30 or 40 people in the audience, they start off every virtual meeting by capturing that mood of the day. 
So what they do is they post a sticker of their name and an emoji of how they are feeling at the beginning of that meeting. And since these meetings are usually attended by more than like 30 or 40 people, it's just a really good way to get a sense of each other's mood as well as the collective mood of the organization. And so at that single glance at the screen, they told us, you know, it saves time. So there is a little bit of a time efficiency, but yet they said that they were able just to see how they might be able to start off the interaction, just get a feel of how everybody was feeling. And they also just said that it just provides a better way of getting that canvas of feelings without just people saying like, I'm fine, right? Which I think it's, it's sort of the standard response that people use when people ask how you're feeling. Another example Tomoko shared was from a manager who wanted to make one-to-one meetings richer and more time efficient. He would send out sort of weekly surveys using emojis. And all the team member had to do was just respond quickly in terms of how did the week go for them? It could be on a Friday. That was the first question. And then the second question in the survey was then they might want to talk about a particular issue that they were grappling with. And so then the manager on the Monday or on the Tuesday would take that information and rather than sort of ask the standard how you feeling, what's been going on with you last week, he would already use that information to sort of gauge and to already pinpoint the questions he wanted to ask and and coach with the team member on. So in that respect, it really was more getting information beforehand about how the other person was feeling and to be able to focus those one-on-one conversations in a more richer and, and, and focused way. That was a very good example of how one could strategically use emojis to better understand how you might want to sort of refocus the conversation you're having, whether it's face-to-face or on a one-on-one. Reinforcing your company's culture is something Tomoko says can be done through emojis as well. So in that respect, it's also just about accentuating and augmenting the emotions that you want to highlight. And I think that's the most important part. That was Tomoko Yokoi wrapping up today's show. You can read more about Tomoko's research at tomokoyokoi.com. You'll find more writing advice for businesses on Leslie O'Flahaven's site, eWriteOnline.com. And for all things emoji, Keith Brody has you covered at emojipedia.org. If you'd like to read Intercom's full data report on emoji trends in business messaging, co-authored by Karen Church, you'll find the link for that in the show notes, along with all the other links for today's show. Well, that's about it for today. Sad face. But we'll be back next week. Happy face for more Inside Intercom. I have two sisters who are 10 and 12 years younger than I am. And they think that I'm like uncool because I use the classic laughing face. So just the laughing face that's not rolling on its side. Whereas they all use the other one and they're like, oh, you're such a millennial. (laughs) 